up, students? Welcome to With You, where we seek to grow deeper together in our relationship with God. Because even when we're not with you, we're with you. We're your hosts, Tony and Phoebe. Yesterday, Tony introduced us to this week's passage, which is the story of the resurrected Jesus walking with a few followers to Emmaus in Luke 24, verses 13 to 35. Since yesterday, we've been considering the question of how might you have responded to Jesus if he approached you? And also the question of how have you already responded to Jesus as he's been present in your life? And since today is part two, Phoebe's going to fill in some of the gaps of our knowledge about this passage so that we can understand the main point a little bit better. So in this passage, it says that these disciples were walking to a village called Emmaus. That's right. And let's get ourselves situated geographically here. It's always helpful to imagine a map when we are uh, reading stories in the Bible. So these two men were just in Jerusalem where Jesus was crucified. It says that they were with the disciples than when they witnessed the empty tomb. So now these followers of Jesus are most likely beginning their return home and defeated by Jesus' death. And they're now with the disappointment of the disappearance of his body. Emmaus is about six to seven miles from Jerusalem, and it's west of Jerusalem. I find it fun to imagine that these three were walking along, and the sun was setting just in front of them over the Mediterranean Sea. I can imagine that sunsets for the rest of their lives would remind them of this time with Jesus. Then as the three of them are walking, their disbelief of Jesus' resurrection and the defeat of death really shines through. But Jesus wakes them up by what he says in verses 25 through 26. He says, Foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? It says that for the rest of the journey in verse 27, Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in the scriptures the things concerning himself. Jesus is revealing to them that he, Christ, is the thread woven through all of scripture, the theme that binds the entire narrative together. He's recalling to mind scripture that these men most likely have memorized, but in light of recent events, they take on new meaning. Verses such as Genesis 3.15, where God says to Satan, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Who is the he? Well, now in light of these recent events, we know that it is Jesus. A bruise to the head would defeat, but a bruise to the heel would simply harm. From the very beginning, Genesis 3, this was God's plan to have Jesus come and die on the cross for our sins, but not to be fully defeated. It is Satan who will be disarmed by Jesus' resurrection from the grave, which these two disciples are witnessing in this very moment. As they arrive in Emmaus, these two men invite Jesus to stay and eat with them. I think it's pretty significant that Jesus' last meal was the Last Supper, where Jesus communicated that his death would be represented for all of humanity. And in that moment of Jesus breaking bread for the first time in a resurrected body, that is when these disciples finally realize who is standing before them, Jesus. Join us tomorrow as we consider what the main point of this passage is. Remember, let's be real with one another and before God as long as it's called today. It's been great to be with you. Take care.